Whether you're watching, listening or reading this, welcome back to the Rumpreneur vlog. We're on a mission to raise £1 million for children's charities by run vlogging on consecutive days the distance of one lap around the world. It's a staggering 40,075 kilometres. It's going to take somewhere around 11 years to accomplish, so plenty of time to raise that money. And I'm going to commit to doing a minimum of five kilometres every day and I'll even do it barefoot style. So for those regulars will know that my vlogging content is around my passions which are entrepreneurship and running but most importantly how these topics link together and help people overcome the emotions of stress, overwhelm and anxiety by using exercise as a release mechanism. Now it's a, uh, a beautiful morning today, it's about five degrees, no wind and the sun is out so decent running conditions and it's uh, Tuesday Tactics today where we talk about all things business systems and outsourcing. And today's topic is empowering your team. So as always, if you like this episode, give it a like and subscribe and let's get started. So empowering your team and the importance of doing so. Well, First and foremost, you have to kind of build a team uh, to be able to empower them. So uh, that's stating the, the obvious, but so many people think they want to start their own business and then they just make that move from employed or employee to self-employed, okay? Because all they're doing is no longer being reporting into somebody, but still working independently for themselves, but having to do everything. So they have to deliver, they have to, uh, the typical tradesman is your perfect example of this. A lot of tradesmen have a lovely life and if they love it then amazing but you know if you're a tradesman and you're a one-man band you have to do all of the work so it's a it's a, it's a hard task. Um, now I've always said if you want to build and scale a business you need three things and you can't cut corners on any of them. The first one is systems and processes. Businesses are built on these so vitally important. Um, number two is people. Automation will only get you morning Automation will only get you so far and ultimately you do need people in your business to be able to run different departments to allow you to focus on growing and scaling the business. And number three is data. You need to be operating a management by numbers philosophy which allows you to track your performance and see how well you really are performing as a business. So building a team is a critical, critical part of running your own business because I don't believe being self-employed is running your own business. I think you look at the definition of a business is its inability to operate as an independent entity. Well, if it's reliant on you to do everything, then it's hardly an independent entity. So um, that's my definition of it anyway, um, or my interpretation of it. So uh, that's not knocking anybody who's self-employed whatsoever. It's basically saying that if you're self-employed, because I define success by happiness, make sure you're self-employed in something you love to do and you're not just doing it for the money. Um, and then you're as successful as anybody and that's the way I look at it. But anyway, back to the topic. So this week, uh, I've got a fairly big team, a team of 15 people across, it's not a huge number of people when you consider there's like seven or maybe eight businesses that I now operate. <laughs> I, lose, uh, I, lose, I lose track of them, which is a, a hazard in its, own, in its own right. But um, I do have a team of 15 people and 10 of those are based overseas, so remote workers. And uh, I had a really cool experience yesterday. It was a Monday, 
and one of my uh, my team members sent me a message saying, "Can you attend this meeting with with us this week? We're going to run a few things past you." Okay, and basically, I walked in to a, well, not walked in virtually, walked into a, a Zoom room to have six of my my team members there, and they'd all worked together independently, independently, independently as a group. They'd worked together, I should say, and. Uh, they put together this amazing presentation, completely off their own backs, of how we can improve the Rumpano vlog, and uh, specifically around some key issues. Because um, the Rumpano vlog, in my opinion, is going amazingly well. Our, our following has pretty much doubled over the past year. Um, we're getting a lot of reach with our content now. The feedback is not the, the, the feedback we receive. We don't get a huge amount of engagement, which is what we want to work on. But the feedback we get is, uh, is really, really positive. In fact, I don't think we've had a single piece of negative feedback, which is heartwarming, but maybe I've set myself up here and tempting fate, but no doubt there'll be people that hate it and they'll, they'll let themselves know at some point in the future. There's often many people say that if you haven't got any haters, you're not, you're not doing well enough at your craft. So perhaps I should be pining for that first hater. But anyway, the reality of it is, is that my team got together called me in for a meeting and this meeting went on for an hour okay but I had no you know I asked for the agenda and they said they wanted to go through some of the processes with the, with the run for vlog so I just thought it would be you know the team wanting some assistance with certain things but it was quite the contrary and what they did was, was remarkable they had a really well structured meeting for a good hour where they, they had a full agenda morning and uh, they had, you know, itinerary that we were going through about what's going really well with the vlog, what they think we could do better, and how we should do it. And they divided each other's roles up. One person created the presentation, one person chaired the meeting, one person was talking. They were talking about the different topics, and most of the people were involved in, in the marketing side of the business, so it was a marketing-based meeting. And, uh, but the way they segregated the roles and worked together and had this unity between them of, of collaboration and it was I felt it was one of my my best days in business and there was no tangible monetary value to this but it was seeing the value of empowering a team of very talented people who didn't know each other at all bringing them together they're all now really good friends and they love working together they love working on projects and they love focusing on on making things better on improving things without my leadership and that's that to me was a, a real epiphany moment, I think, in my business career. It's the first time I always am trying to empower my team because empowerment is one of the most important leadership qualities or management qualities, if you ask me. Um, too many people get stuck in a micromanaged position and they hate it. I mean, I've got members of my team who have been micromanaged in the past and, and, and I've ended up bringing them in because they've in the interview process have told me about previous experiences and and I know that that's completely against what my culture is about you know so the culture that I create in the business is all about empowerment initiative freedom fun happiness you know in a, a really enjoyable working environment and that's why I've, I've put a lot of heart and soul and it's not always monetary because a lot of the businesses are in their infancy so yeah these my, my team members could go elsewhere and could get paid more I know that, they know that, but they don't, pure and simply because 
the environment and the culture that we've created is worth more than the next shiny penny to them. Now they will get the next shiny penny, don't get me wrong, because I'm looking at introducing profit sharing schemes in place in the not too distant future. So 100% they'll be rewarded, but I think they're realizing that the more that they take on and empower themselves to do, then uh, the quicker we're potentially gonna get there. And this meeting, as I say, all six of them had a different role within it. And uh, they carried the meeting, they went through, they produced stats and graphs. It was a really professional presentation. And you know, I was presented with things that I wasn't even aware of about some of the performance figures. I do look at data more than most, but I look at really high level stuff. And they went quite granular and identified little pockets of areas that could be improved quite easily. They looked at what's happening in the existing process and what's working, what's not working. They didn't come to me and say, this isn't working. They said, this isn't working. They said, this isn't working for these reasons. And we suggest we do this. And I was like, you know, one of my uh, business mentors, Rob Moore, he, uh, he always said, um, qu- um, suggestions, not questions. I had to remember what it was there. Um, so when somebody needs help, don't ask it as, oh, how do I do this? It's like, I'm having a problem with this, but this is what I suggest. Okay, so it's a suggestion. So you're, you're almost solving it and you're just asking for approval. And some of my guys are at the stage now where I trust them that their suggestions we can go ahead, go ahead with without my approval. And, you know, I'm pretty chilled about everything and how everything's going in the regards that, you know, if there will be mistakes that happen, there will be things that happen that I'm not overly impressed with. However, they'll learn more from these experiences and I'll learn more from letting go and allowing these experiences to happen than if I stepped in. So uh, it's taken me a long, long time to be in that position. But I now am able to um, let people take initiative, take action, we, we're not always with my approval. There's certain things that do require my approval. So there's a, a, you know, a significant cost element attached to it, then of course I'm gonna to wanna to approve it. But if it's stuff like marketing materials, the data will tell you how well it performs anyway. So regardless of my opinion, I look at my opinion in marketing as almost being non-important, pure and simply because the data, the feedback that the market provides will tell me everything I need to know about how good that piece of marketing material was or how good that content was, how engaging it was. So uh, yeah, it was, it was amazing. And I, I couldn't say, I was had a smile on my face the rest of the day. It was a really, really, really nice surprise. And one that I didn't expect to that degree. You know, I've got a lot of my team members now kind of taking initiative and, and doing things independently and taking ownership of stuff, which is truly amazing. But this was to get them to all to collaborate together, almost pull together a little Kaizen group if you're not familiar with Kaizen groups, it's a Japanese term of process improvement. So groups of people within different sections of the business would all get together and they would work on the whole process and identify where the flaws are and work together as a team to solve them. And it was literally, that was a perfect example of a Kaizen group. They came together, they looked at the whole of my content repurposing Rumpreneur vlog machine. And it is a machine. I mean, there's probably 11 or 12 hours of work that goes on to the vlog every day to get my content, I think, out in 33, 34 different formats. Okay, it's a lot of work every day, weekends as well. So it's a big team that kind of runs it and any little efficiency can make a huge difference because although the content repurposing is so important, it's ultimately really measured by the number of donations we get 
for our children's charities that we're raising funds for. So I wanted to share that with you today about, and all I have to do, really all you sometimes have to do in this scenario is first and foremost, bring in the right people. So what I would always suggest more than anything is making sure they're, they're in line with your, your values, your company's values, okay? And you know, my, my company's values are very, very clean. It's about having fun. It's about not being overwhelmed. It's about providing an enjoyable working environment where we can support one another. It's about helping one another, okay? It's about working as a team. It's about putting your family and your personal life first. It's about sharing enjoyable experiences and making something special. And that's, in a nutshell, what it is. I haven't got this documented as fast as I should at this stage, but I can talk it through and I can, I can get my views across on it really, really clearly. Maybe I should document it. Sam, create a task for me to create my company values and culture into some kind of graphic that I can share with the team. Um, so that's, uh, yeah, it was just, just really, really cool. So have the right people, number one. And the way you do that is you want them to be more aligned with your values, your company values. I mean, skills are important, of course, but not the cost of, of misalignment with your, your values or your company's values, okay? I mean, there's a lot of people that say, oh, the other ones that are really important is loyalty and integrity, okay? If I don't trust somebody, oh, three things, sorry, loyalty, integrity, positivity, okay? Three things that are also very, very important. I want people that are loyal, okay? If I question anybody's loyal, loyalty, then their future with me is probably not going to be a long-term one. And the same goes with integrity, they're kind of linked. But as soon as I, if I have a lack of trust for somebody, again, it festers, it eats away at your business. And also, if I have somebody who's overly negative, you know, I want positive people, then that can, that can spread amongst the team. So again, I have to distinguish that issue pretty promptly. So the right people in the right places is super important. But then all you have to do is obviously, I, a part of my values is getting the best out of people, empowering people to take initiative, to trust their, their opinions, trust their gut feel, trust their, 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 their values, trust their abilities. Okay, and you only have to plant the seed and then nurture it a little bit. And once you come through that nurturing phase with each of your team and you give them little projects here and there to test it, to see how they perform, give them some feedback, constructive as well, and uh, just nurture it along. And as soon as that seed grows a shoot, it just something just clicks with them. And I think that's the, yesterday what happened is a prime example of the shoot now getting to a stage where it's, it, I don't have to continuously water it. You know, it can live off the, the na nature and the, the rain that rains down. It can live off the natural elements. It doesn't need me to painstakingly nurture it anymore. And, and that was super, super inspiring. And, you know, the other thing that was, was also extremely, you know, pleasing to see. Let's get past this person. Oh yeah. Oh, was um, they were actually giving me some constructive criticism themselves. And quite often, if you have remote workers in your team and you ask them for feedback, they're never ever gonna risk saying something that could potentially offend the, the, the boss, ultimately. And I talk to them a lot about a flat hierarchical structure and that we're all very, very important cogs in the machine, which is completely true. I don't see myself as their boss. I see myself as another team member. I just have a very different role. 
and they have very different roles to me. But if one of them don't, aren't there, then it has an impact on the business. In the same regard for me, I'm the visionary, I'm the leader, I'm the person who, has, who spots the opportunity, who, scale, who, who puts the strategies in place to scale and sets the targets. But if I don't give them that, that would have an impact on their ability to complete their role to the required level. But so we're all, all the same. And, and the beauty of it was, is they were actually giving me constructive criticism and really professionally giving me it. And it was brilliant to hear because they made some really valid points of things that I need to improve. I mean, one of them is I'm often very apologetic on my vlog and I don't like to position myself as an expert, but I do know what I'm talking about. I've done a lot of what I'm talking about. If I haven't done it, I'll tell you I haven't done it, but I still believe that my knowledge is worth sharing on that subject. And I think I need to come across with more conviction because then they say, I, I'm too apologetic, I put too many disclaimers in. And uh, if I'm giving financial advice, I'm not a financial advisor, of course I'm going to give a, put a disclaimer in. Or if I'm talking about something legal or tax related and I'm not an expert or, or I haven't got a qualification to back that up, then I'm, not, I'm going to put a disclaimer in. But ultimately, I know what I'm talking about. I do it, I practice what I preach. So talk with conviction, talk with confidence, and, uh, and hopefully that'll have an impact on engagement. So that was a, a really cool thing to hear from the team. So um, that's pretty much it for me today. Um, hope that's been useful, but I cannot stress the importance of this. If you get this right, and you build a team of the right people, you put them in the right seats, you instill company values and culture, and you nurture empowerment, okay? It doesn't happen overnight, especially with remote workers. They often come from a, a very kind of passive culture where you know, they're, they're quite happy to say, yes, sir, I'll do this. But these, a lot of my remote team, nearly all of them are at degree level, some of them at master's level, highly capable individuals. They just need the confidence and the nurturing of empowerment. And they're now starting to take control and run the business. And that is uh, truly inspirational. So uh, that's pretty much it for me today. If you've got any questions on this stuff, drop me a comment, I'll respond to everyone. If it's a bigger topic, uh, I'll still respond, but I'll potentially do a vlog episode and tag you in. Uh, do check out the links in my bios where you can watch, listen or read my content in multiple formats and it's all catalogued nice and neatly by topic, so you should be able to find relevant stuff, content very easily. And most importantly, you can keep up to date with my journey to raise a million pounds for children's charities by run vlogging on consecutive days the distance of one lap around the world. Um, so as always, my content has always been linked to helping people overcome the emotions of stress, overwhelm and anxiety by using exercise as a release mechanism to, to relieve and clear your head of those daily, weekly pressures in the form of stress. Process what's going on, you know, refocus, you can gain clarity on where you are and move on. Okay, if you don't have that process in your life, these stresses are going to build up like pressure builds in a pipe without a release valve. And the pressure is going to build and build and build and very quickly those those stresses are going to evolve to overwhelm. Overwhelm when you've just got too much going on in your head and it almost causes you to freeze or have a seizure and procrastinate even more than you normally would. And uh, at that point, if you don't relieve for that pressure there and then, it evolves even further to panic and anxiety. And once you get to that level, you're, you're flirting with the edges of mental health issues, which clearly we want to avoid. Now, I've been there. I've lost businesses, I've lost business partners, and I've almost been bankrupt because of these exact reasons. And there's no coincidence, in the last 11 months of, of this running vlog, which is my release mechanism, I've made more progress than I have done in the previous four to five years. So hopefully that's pretty conclusive social proof. 
that this stuff works. So my pledge to you, if you are someone struggling with this, drop me a message, okay? There's no catch here, there's no sale ever with the Run for No Vlog. It's all about value giving and raising money for children's, children's charities, but donations are always going to be optional. Okay, so drop me a message. There's no catch. We'll jump on a quick call and uh, I'll give you some step-by-step -step guide on how we can get you back on the right path. And I know this stuff works because we've helped so many people already and we continue to do so on a week-by-week on a -week basis. So reach out, help is there and you don't always have to pay for it. So that's all for me today. As always, please support the Rumpreneur Challenge. Give it a like, subscribe, and most importantly a share. And well, and a subscribe. The more reach we get, the more people we can get the message out to. Um, keep the cheap up to date with the links in my bios where you can follow the challenge and see how we're getting on. And all I have to say is always stay positive, stay happy, and I'll see you tomorrow.